You may be able to forgive the people who ask for it, but what about those who don't? Coming up next on Destined for Victory, Pastor Paul Shepard talks about the power of forgiveness in his message, Kingdom First Living. But first, he joins us in the studio. Pastor, we've talked many times about the power in partnership that we see in Scripture. Certainly, we've realized it as a media ministry. So let's take a moment and talk about the importance to you of our Destined for Victory partners. Yeah, I'm glad to be able to do this because I need our listeners to understand they are playing such a key role in the presenting of the gospel through Destined for Victory all around the world. I want them to know your partnership is very, very important and necessary. When you think about it, starting way back, I'm thinking about Moses. He could not have been Moses without the partners God gave him. The Bible called Joshua Moses' minister before it called him God's minister. And Joshua uh, was one of those key people. Aaron, his brother, was one of his key partners. Every man or woman of God since then, all the way into, of course, when you get to the ministry of Jesus, Jesus himself required partnership. Isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. that the God-man needed partners? He took Peter, James, and John farther into the Garden of Gethsemane, and he said, just stay here and watch with me. And he cried and poured out his heart to get ready for that moment when he would lay down his life for us. And he needed that partnership. He had Peter, James, and John. He also had Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Then when you look at the apostles, there is no Paul without Timothy, without Silas, without Barnabas, and on and on. All of us need partners. So the bottom line is, I'm so grateful for every man, woman, boy, and girl who has become a partner for our ministry so you can keep on providing this platform where I can share the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm praying the Lord will raise up more partners so that we can reach even more people for the Lord Jesus Christ. Should you decide to become a Destined for Victory partner today for as little as $20 a month, we'll send a few thank you gifts your way, including one of our most popular resources, Pastor Paul's CD, The Best of Let My People Smile. This is a compilation of some of Pastor's most humorous illustrations and stories, something that I know will make you laugh and learn at the same time. So call 855-339-5500 or mail your gift, letting us know you wish to become a partner. The address is Destined for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. You can also sign up by clicking Become a Partner right at the top of the homepage at our brand new and updated website, PastorPaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net. Now, if you can't become a monthly partner but would like to send a generous gift today, we'll send you this month's thank you gift, Pastor Paul's DVD message, When the Unexpected Happens. This message also comes with a streaming option, so request it today when you make a generous gift to Destined for Victory. You need to be healed because some of the folk who have offended you are never going to repent. Some of them will never, ever come to you and acknowledge their sin. And if you're waiting for that before you heal, you're going to be unhealed. So God allows you to get free whether or not they ever get right. Do you want to get to the next level in your relationship with God to position yourself to receive all the blessings He longs to give you? If so, you need to forgive those who hurt you deeply even if they never acknowledge it. 
Coming up next, Pastor Paul Shepard explains how, with God's help, this kind of forgiveness is possible. So with today's Destined for Victory message, Kingdom First Living, here is Pastor Paul. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It doesn't work. It means nothing. And it hinders you, not them. And so for all those reasons, God says, give them to me. Now, you say, but pastor, I'm dealing with some real things. I'm dealing with some real hurts. If I could tell you my story, if I had a few minutes to talk to you and tell you my story, you would see that I have truly been negatively impacted. I know it. I don't doubt for a moment. I've been a pastor for years. I know it's real. When you have suffered abuse, when you have suffered mistreatment, when you have suffered severe persecution, I know it has impact. Some of you have had major crimes committed upon you. I know it has major impact. Some of you have been devastated financially over the evil of other people. I know it's had an impact. God doesn't belittle the offense when he tells you to forgive. It's not because it's no big deal. It's because until you forgive, he can't deal with it. And until you forgive, he cannot introduce his healing into your life. And he wants you to heal so that when the miracle and the blessings come, you're healed enough to receive them. You see, if God doesn't do the right work in the heart of Joseph, who has been sold into slavery by his own flesh and blood, his brothers, years later, when Joseph is in a place of prominence in Egypt and his brothers come from Canaan because there's a famine in the land and they come seeking food, if he's still got unforgiveness, he's been blessed now with prominence, but he will misuse it exacting vengeance. And the whole reason God blessed him to be a prime minister is just not to give him a fancy job, but to save his family. God knows what your future holds. And he says, I am directing you toward your destiny and there's no room for unforgiveness in your future. Because you know as well as I do, if he's holding him in unforgiveness and his brothers come, Hungry? Joseph's like, "Mm mm-hmm, I got something for y'all to eat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, y'all hungry? Oh, yeah, we got something for you to eat. You know that he would have exacted his own personal vengeance rather than do the will of God. But God had so blessed him until when he saw his brothers and when he finally revealed himself to them, and they were scared. Those brothers were scared. (laughs) They're like, that's Joseph. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we in trouble now. Joseph said, don't worry about it. I now know that all you all did was sent me ahead of you. You meant it for evil, but God turned it around for good. And I'm here to tell you, God, God knows what he's up to in your life. And so you've got to release it into his hand so he can heal you and position you for whatever he has for your future. Now you say, but I'm genuinely hurt. What do I do? Well, forgiveness is an act of the will. You don't wait to feel good toward them. Fact of the matter is you will never feel good about what happened to you. You will never feel like they were justified. Of course, they will never be justified in having mistreated you. 
You don't wait to feel a certain way. And you don't wait for them to acknowledge their sin. See, forgiveness is a two-sided coin. And the part I'm talking about is the part where you get your heart right. Reconciliation requires that they acknowledge their sin. Then you can forgive them to their face. But I'm talking about forgiving them now in your heart. That's the part that positions you. Then if they come and acknowledge it, you can release the forgiveness and they'll know about it. I have never told anyone who's wronged me and not apologized for it, I forgive you. Because they don't need to know that. If I tell them I forgive them and they've not acknowledged it, their sin is still on them. Now I need you to get this. You don't have to walk up to somebody who's wronged you and is in denial or is stubborn or whatever it is and has not repented. You don't have to tell them they're forgiven because they are wrong and they need to get right with God and then they need to seek to get right with you. So you don't go to some nasty person, some person in denial, some person who denied, I never touched you, I never did anything, I don't know what you're talking about. They're still in denial, they're still in anger or whatever it is. You don't go to them, it's not pious and godly to go to them and say, I just want to let you know I forgive you. No, no. They, cause a prideful person might take that as meaning they don't have to get right then. And all you've done is endanger their soul. Cause when they run into God, they're still guilty before God. I'm talking about you releasing them in your heart and saying, Lord, on my end, it's over. On my end, I've released them to you. This is a conversation where you have to God, I set myself free from the desire to be a warden and the desire to be the one who exacts vengeance. But on their end, they still have to repent. See, forgiveness has to do with you getting your heart right first. Then on the other side of the coin, it's up to them whether they repent and receive it. That's why on the cross, Jesus talked to God and said, Father, you forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. He didn't say, I forgive all of y'all because the people who crucified Jesus are going to run smack into him on the day of judgment and their sin will be on their heads. I can't forgive you to your face and you have not repented because you're guilty before God. What I'm doing is getting my heart right. And so when I forgive, I release them to the Lord. And that allows me to begin to be able to heal. And that's what you need. You need to be healed because some of the folk who have offended you are never going to repent. Some of them will never, ever come to you and acknowledge their sin. And if you're waiting for that before you heal, you're going to be unhealed. So God allows you to get free whether or not they ever get right. And that's what I want to see happen in your life for you to get healed. So once I've forgiven as an act of my will, Lord, I release them to you. I refuse to be the judge, jury, and executioner. I release them to you. Now, Lord, I'm hurting. Now, Lord, I'm devastated. Now, Lord, I can't deal with the pain of this. I need you to bring healing. I need you to help me get past this. Now that I've released you as an act of my will, I am positioned to be healed. And some of us can tell you that God can heal the hurt 
of the wrongs of other people. Just like he can heal physical conditions, I'm here to tell you, God can heal a broken heart. God can heal betrayed trust. God can heal where those places in your life have been so crushed. And why does he have a vested interest in that? Because he knows what he has in store for you in the future. And so God will bring healing if you allow it. Now, a lot of people say, well, now, does that mean I have to trust these folks again? And some people misunderstand. And again, they try to get too pious and they think that forgiveness means that you give somebody your trust again. Absolutely not. The only folk you give trust are people who are trustworthy. If you are not worthy, if you can't handle trust, I can't give it to you. I can forgive you as an act of my will. I can get right before God. Because a lot of people who trespass against you, they'll apologize only to do it again. You ever had that happen? I'm sorry. Next week, here it is again. Oh, I'm so sorry. This time they're so sorry. Next, two weeks later, do it again. Oh, I'm awfully sorry. Four weeks later, do it again. What are they showing you? They're showing you they're immature or prideful or arrogant or insensitive or whatever it is. You find the adjective that fits them. But what they're really showing you is I am not worthy of your trust. We'll be right back with more of today's Destined for Victory message with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. If you haven't yet taken the opportunity to visit our brand new website, I encourage you to do so today. The address is pastorpaul.net, and that's the place where you can access any recent Destined for Victory message on demand. That's pastorpaul.net, and you'll also find a great host of resources at our online store at pastorpaul.net. Now, with the rest of today's message, Kingdom First Living, once again, here is Pastor Paul. And when folks show you they can't be trusted, don't trust them. I can forgive you and not trust you. If you got a crackhead kid, you can forgive him and lock him out of your house. I thought you forgave me. I did forgive you. How come I can't have a key? Because I can't trust you. Forgiveness and trust, two different things. You don't give trust to somebody who can't handle it. They stole your TV and smoked it up the last time. Sold it, got some money for it, smoked it right up. And now they're so sorry. And you say, well, I forgave him. I guess I better give him a key. All right, you give him a key and see what happened next time. <laughs> Told you before, the next time they'll back a truck up. Because <laughs> they don't know when they're going to get this chance again. I got a key. I better make this good. Your neighbors are here. Beep, beep, beep. You at work. You come home, your house is swept clean. You ask your neighbor, you hear anything? I heard beeping. They backed the truck up, cleaned you out. Why? Because you misunderstood. Forgiveness and trust are two different things. You have children that are irresponsible and they do wrong and trespass against you and your rules in your house. And you choose to forgive them, believing, giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're seriously repenting. Then you can allow them to continue to stay there. But you only give trust to the extent somebody can handle it. You know, I believe in old fashioned parenting. See, y'all just let them. This is my room. This is my private space. I grew up with folk who said, this is my house. 
If you don't pay the mortgage, it's not your house. Oh, I know I'm making the modern folk cringe. You brought in all this modern philosophy. Well, everyone must have their own sense of this is their own space. I'll give you as much space as you can handle. I'll give you privacy if you can handle it. That is certainly the ideal. But you have to show me you can handle the trust. Once I have reasonable doubt, I'm going in your room. Once I have reasonable doubt, I'm going in. I don't need a search warrant. This is not a police operation. This is my house. I don't need a search warrant. I'm going up under mattresses. I'm going through drawers. How you think we live in a world where kids are building bombs in their own house? We have gone completely mad reading this nonsense. Now you got parents, they building bombs in your house, got stacks, AK-47 and stuff, just stacked up in the garage somewhere. You talking about, I never knew it was in here. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Are you on crack or something? <laughs> you supposed to know what's in your house. What's that box over there? Open that box up. Where'd that come from? I didn't buy that. <laughs> Don't worry about what's in there, it's mine. Don't worry about it. Excuse me? Now these kids just, teenagers just say any old thing, cuss you out. I don't get it, y'all help me. I don't, I can't deal with it. It makes me start scratching where I don't even itch. The way I'm seeing folk parent, I don't get it. What's the matter with y'all? Something I raised, talk to me any old kind of way. I grew up around folk who said, I don't care how big you get. We had a lady in our church, her sons got big and grown. She was a little frail something. Her sons got big and grown, started trying to act bad in her house. She said, let me tell you something. The longest day you live, I will be your mother. And if you're in my house, I don't care how big you are. She said, I'll climb a ladder and knock you upside your head. Oh, I see the emails coming now. Oh, Lord. Y'all send them on. I'll have the other staff read them. I'm not fooling with it. You can believe what you want. You have the right to be wrong. Go ahead. Do your thing. No, no. You give people trust to the extent that they can handle it. You can't handle trust. I wish I could give it to you. Soon as you grow up, soon as you acknowledge your wrong, soon as you have some character development, I will give you the amount of trust you can handle. And this is the way you deal with it. Because you can't get God to release his blessings into your life until you have settled the issue of who's in charge. And if he is king of your life, he says you can't hold him in unforgiveness. And I'm here to tell you that God will handle your enemies. God will deal with them. But most importantly, he will heal your hurt and he will make sure that your past does not dictate your future. 
That's the thing I love about God. I love that it doesn't matter. Yes, you've been wronged. Yes, you've been mistreated. Yes, you've been abused. Yes, you were molested. Yes, you were victimized. Yes, they took your money and took your reputation and all the rest of it. I know it's true. It's real. God cares. The church ought to care. We ought to help you heal and grow, help you grieve your loss. But when you get through with all of that, it's time to lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Let the king of glory come in. Some of y'all, it's time to stop singing that sad song. You just ready to rehearse it soon as you see somebody. Soon as they say a word that rhymes with pain, you ready to share with them all about your pain. They talking about, look like it's going to rain. Pain? Did somebody say pain? Oh, you don't know nothing about pain. I tell you about pain. Sit down. Let me tell you what they did to me. Let me tell you how they wronged me. I'm here to tell somebody, it's time for you to pick up the record off of that stuff and playing it over and over again and let God show you how big he is, how powerful he is, how able he is to lift you up from that degradation and those problems and set you on a rock. God is able to help you get over it. Tell your neighbor, get over it. It's time to get over something. Just quit it. Just stop it. Get over it. Build a bridge and get over it. Get on with your life. I'm not going to be stuck here thinking about what you did to me. Thinking about how you wronged me. God's got a bright future for my life. I'm going to get over it. Time to get over it. Oh, I know, but you got to get it out. I understand that. You got to get it out. That's what growth groups are about. And that's what fellowship is about. God will surround you with folk who will let you grieve your loss and pain. But sooner or later, if those people are going to be responsible, they got to tell you, baby, we've heard that. We've heard that. We prayed with you. We've cried with you. We have mourned with you. Now it's time to rejoice with you. Let's pull out the Bible and start reading the promises of God. Let's start reminding ourselves that if God be for us, who can be against us? Let's start reminding ourselves that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let's remind ourselves that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. Let's read where it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, God will condemn. Let's read the Bible that says, God is my refuge and strength and he's my present help in trouble. Let's read the Bible that says God is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I fear? I'm here to tell you that it's time for you to get ready to move on. And forgiveness is the gift God gives you. When he commands you to forgive, he has given you a wonderful gift. When he commands us to forgive, he's saying, I have more ahead of you than is behind you. I'll take care of the folk who fooled with you because after all, they mess with my kids. And I told you in a recent message, God is bad. He doesn't let folk mess with his kids. God is better than Mrs. Sutton in my neighborhood growing up who wouldn't let you mess with her kids. I saw Mrs. Sutton out in the street herself. Her kids could all fight, but if you happen to get the best of one of them, every now and then Miss Sutton said, I got this myself. She'd come out in the street, house shoes all on, got grease on them, carrying on. She about to beat somebody down. 
I'm here to tell you God is better than Mrs. Sutton. God will take care of his kids. You don't have to hold him in unforgiveness. God's got your back. Thanks so much for being here for today's message, Kingdom First Living. For more information about Destined for Victory or details about the special thank you gift that's reserved for you as you give to the ministry today, please visit PastorPaul.net. PastorPaul.net. Sometimes when you are en route to experiencing what God has for your life, you will have to deal with misunderstandings with people who mean you no harm but who inadvertently disrespect you or inadvertently cause you to feel bad. And that's next time in Pastor Paul Shepard's message, Kingdom First Living. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.